One of the defense attorneys for the Oath Keepers filed a motion that identified 80 what he calls suspicious actors and material witnesses. These are people who have uh, not been arrested or charged or even identified. They're only identified by somewhat whimsical hashtags that the Sedition Hunters website assigned to them. And they were present in concentration in certain places where there was trouble, including at the, on the east side at the Columbus Doors. So he went through and, uh, and he gave them numbers. And you'd see when the police line was breached, the breach point included, it was almost exclusively the suspicious actors. Attorney Brad Geyer, when he filed this motion, and he watched this over months, the video, that a lot of these fellows worked in two-man teams, tactical teams. And then they were also seen later up on the terrace when they were trying to get into the Columbus doors. He raised a big question, which would be exculpatory for a lot of defendants, that if there was anything that was staged that calls a lot of things into question. And so he's trying to identify those people. He wants to use facial recognition using the government's own databases because these folks are not listed anywhere. And there's been no explanation. Uh, prosecutors have adopted a policy of just no, no comment outside of court filings. So uh, we have asked, you know, can you explain this? And there has been no response. Obviously, there will be in, in responding to the motions at some point. Um, so we, we don't know uh, and how those folks got there. But it compared to people who were charged, and some of them very quickly, some on January 7th uh, of 2021, um, to have people unidentified and that large a group that don't even have a name, much less be arrested or charged, that strikes me as very unusual. They were in various places. At the first breach point in a smaller number, on the, uh, the east steps leading up to the rotunda, a much larger group, and then there were others that were at the location where Ashley Babbitt was shot. Pretty substantial, more than 20 that we've identified. For the most part, people that have not been arrested or even identified. Some of them. See, this is why I say that this is a coordinated attack by someone. Don't know who that someone is. I remember talking about this in a sermon, maybe in 2017. I was talking about mass confusion coming and don't be jumping on a bandwagon because it's going to be it's going to put you in a situation where you know uh, you, you you see this. You called it the wall. God called it the wall of confusion. The wall of confusion. Yes. You see this this wall hit people and they, they will do things that they normally wouldn't do. And you get in these if if you get in these situations and it's you know not orchestrated by the devil, there's a good chance and a good opportunity for you to do something that's gonna give God a black eye. But something on this large of a scale had to be planned I just I just I just wholeheartedly believe it they had to plan this out and it really depended upon the make America great again supporters just being dumb and I don't think we were I think I think the majority of us did the right thing they just they just kept provoking and provoking until they completed and pushed us over the edge.
Yeah, you know how it's always one. It's always one in the crowd. So, yeah. you know, I was glad to hear the honest truth because if the gentleman, this gentleman that's talking right now, if he would have said, no, we didn't see anything from the Trump supporters, I would have been like, that's shocking. I, I think the honesty was, was good. And because he didn't have to say that, I believe that it was a very small percentage because he didn't have to say it. Yeah. Them are listed on the FBI's most wanted site, uh, but we still don't know who they are. One of the most suspicious individuals, one who's shown up a lot of headlines, is Ray Epps. What happened with Ray Epps? We see him a this lot guy, in from January 5th right on the night before he was amidst the Trump supporters and appears to be encouraging people to not just go to the Capitol the next day, but to go into the Capitol. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. And got in some verbal sparring with some Trump supporters who were chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. Had him pegged as an agent because I think they knew it was an illegal thing to do, potentially. He went around that crowd encouraging people to go into the Capitol. Because of the stakes here, we've got to go into the Capitol. Uh, there were plenty of people charged that day for encouraging others to go inside the Capitol. And Ray was arrested or charged with anything. Wait, so they're going after people for entering the Capitol building, but one of the individuals who demonstrated, you know, premeditated entry to the Capitol and was encouraging others was never actually charged. That obviously raised a lot of questions, and I know uh, he denied being any kind of an informant, uh, working for the government, um, but yet we see him quite a few times after that, uh, and this was well before the president had finished speaking at the first breach point, you know, he is seen interacting with some of the people that pushed over the barriers. And one of the men charged with the first breach, he was talking in his ear, hard to say what he was saying. He, he claims that he was telling the young man to back off. But what the fellow actually did is he turned around and dumped over the, the barrier and the group was off to the races. He was seen again at the next breach point, And again, just backed off of the front line. Uh, so he, he clearly had a presence in the prosecutors have promised to explain and give more information about him. Uh, back in March, they, they said they would do that. That hasn't happened yet. So, you know, it just it leaves a lot of questions and speculation uh, of what a lot of the defense attorneys are calling suspicious actors. Who is this individual we're looking at in this piece of footage? Well, a radio journalist from Michigan was shooting video that day at the Capitol. What he captured were two most charitably called suspicious actors, but they are dressed in such a way that led him to believe that they were government agents. And one of them, after the windows had been broken by a protester, it was encouraging people to, to pull the rest of the glass out and go inside. Bobby Powell, who was the journalist that had shot it, and he has his camera rolling, he told him that would be illegal and that wouldn't be a good idea. He warned people off not to go into that window, and then he turned his camera around and he caught this agent, or suspicious actor, pulling a large pane of glass out, this tempered glass. It kind of folds in, into itself, crunch onto the ground. When he realized he was being filmed, he quickly dropped it. It seems apparent on the video that he did not want to be seen doing what he, what he just did. So he pulled in a protester, 
and started blaming him. He said, what are you doing breaking that window? The poor fellow that was being accused didn't know what was going on. And then he gave him a couple of really good shoves and cocked his arm like he was going to punch him. We don't know. His uh, facial image is not on any of the Sedition Hunter's site or the FBI's most wanted site. He clearly was committing criminal damage to property, uh, and he has not been charged. So it, you know, again, it raises a question of why. Have we not been able to, to discover his identity because his face was covered and he was wearing dark glasses. Who's the other individual captured in this footage? At the nearby Columbus doors, these giant bronze ornamental doors, we had the second suspicious actor who was holding the door open, the inside door, with a wooden pole. He just stood there and had, you know, it was like a fairly thick wooden dowel holding it open for a pretty good chunk of time. And he was also pushing people into the entryway. In fact, the journalist who shot this said he got a very strong shove at this side was hold the line, hold the line, and was pushing people in. He probably would have been there longer, except he, he got a, a dose of tear gas in his face and was put out of commission. And then we don't see him again on that video. But making it easier for people to get into the Capitol and encouraging them with a good shove, again, raises questions about who is this fellow. In addition to this, so the guys trying to push people through, these are captured at the same time by the same journalist. Also, the individual trying to, again, opening the window up is even encouraging people to enter, I believe, as well? Yes. What's he saying? Well, he, he said, why don't you all uh, open the rest of it up? Why don't you guys open up the rest of it? Because I think that would probably be illegal. Well, I know my glasses. He just came out of the blue. He was off to the side or behind the journalist who was busy picking up the broken glass. I'm pretty sure that's why he wheeled his camera around, is to catch it, because while he was telling him this, uh, while the, uh, the, the suspicious actor was encouraging him, he was busy pulling the glass out. You could hear it crinkling while he's saying these things. So. Um, you know, and again, it was just encouraging people to do what we're told they're not supposed to do is trespass in the Capitol. I remember hearing um, from previous rallies and other news that Antifa, previous rallies even, uh, would infiltrate and say one day they're going to do something and they'll be dressed as Trump supporters and do something to make us look bad. Before she ended up at the mouth of the tunnel, uh, there was a window nearby that was being attacked with hammers. I think there was even a crowbar that was used. And one of the times that, that an individual stepped up and was trying to smack at this window. Everyone's yelling Antifa, but no one's stopping him. So um, I just didn't give it a second thought. And I the ran women, uh, It's the women knocking people out. And right before Ooh. I make it to him, somebody else jumps up and takes him down from breaking the window. But as he does that, there's a group of probably two, at least, men that pull him off of the man that was breaking the window. As soon as I make it there, I grab the guy that was smashing the window and I pull him down. And next thing you know, people were standing back up after we scuffled. And I'm like, we don't do that. Trump supporters, we don't do that. Then there's other people, no, we're all on the same team. I'm like, no, no, we're not. Who brings something like that to a Trump rally, yeah. let alone to break out the Capitol window? That That's not us. 
The second man, um, I go to reach for him to pull him down and grab his backpack. And as I do that, two or more men grab me and they go yeah. to pull me yep. off of him. Yep. And I come around and I reach with my other he hand. That. And I push this man's oh, head. And then there's this big like argument that ensues. And a man from like nowhere. Say it again. Up in that window, right? No. Right here? Nope. There they are. No. Nope. Where's she at? Right here. Can you see it? I can't see your um all right, look at the look look off to your right and you see the guy with the 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 scarf on. He got the hat on that got the little fuzzy at the top. He's at the top, just chilling, just looking over. Yeah. Look down. You see those two red hats right underneath him? Yeah. You see the man with the camera? Yeah. She is the one that's right in front of that camera. Oh, dad. They, they, they grabbed her. She was in there swinging. She she pulled the man down. She was trying to break it up. But the two guys that are close to her, in front of her, grabbed her arms so they could um, do whatever they was there to do so to stop her. Mm. So all of those people that you see are probably imposters in front, at least on the front line. Dang. Yep, she was the only one that was trying to make sure she stopped it, and she's gonna say, uh, um, they're they're gonna say, get her out of here, get her out of here. She didn't say it already, but go ahead. Jumps up there with a bullhorn thing, like get her out of here, get her out of here, and there's, I felt instantly like they're gonna kill me or do something to me and I, and I later um I'm just like scared some of the biggest names we've heard when it comes to you know the violent groups involved in January 6th was the Oath Keepers uh, this is of course you know one of the militias in the United States and one that's very well known and they're really one of the highlights of the case against the Trump supporters on that day what do we know about their case they're the, really the centerpiece of the prosecution on January 6th, um, accused of going there to prevent the counting of the electoral votes by force and violence if necessary, according to prosecutors. Uh, but we had an incident on the east side of the Capitol that in a very dramatic way counters that narrative and that belief where they are assisting the police. There was a amateur videographer from Florida who captured an officer of the U.S. Capitol Police came out of the building, out of the Columbus doors where a crowd was trying to get inside. He was wearing a red Trump MAGA hat and he came down to the Oath Keepers and sought them out and said he needed help. This is all captured on video, this discussion. When he makes it clear he needs help getting officers out of the Capitol who are fearful for their safety, you can see the Oath Keepers' faces. Just, let's go, let's go. And so they take him and they go back up those stairs in a military stack formation and they go up to the Capitol uh, Columbus doors and they have to explain who they are but eventually they are let in in a short while, they come out with 16 police officers clad in riot gear, and they take them down the steps.
to join a police line outside. So they went in and got them and brought them out and they formed a space in the crowd to take them down the stairs. It's somewhat remarkable because the crowd, one woman was hugging every one of them that came out of the building. Others are thanking them. There wasn't any attacking uh, done on that, but the Oath Keepers are very quick to point out that's part of their mission. So many of them are actually law enforcement officers, or they served in the military, or they're retired, uh, and that, you know, they were there that day doing security for very... See, and I think that shows the true intention of the MAGA people. Yes. Yes, absolutely. For them to grab them, hug them, and show support. They weren't trying to tear nothing up. No, because they love... They love the people. They love they love law enforcement. They love uh the people of America just in general, you know? And and as you can see, they didn't have no problem talking to a black police officer. Nope. The black police officer didn't have no problem talking to them and they was listening, asking questions, and then he they was like, Yeah, let's go. The nope. man had his hand on the on his back to let him know I'm right behind you. This is me. I'm I'm gonna be right here. I got your back. He didn't leave. He didn't leave that man until he until necessary. So come on, like, let's get over this this mess. Various events. So <laughs> to them, it's no surprise. But it 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 paints a very different picture of the group. Uh, and these same individuals uh, are charged with uh, seditious conspiracy. Have we seen any evidence suggesting? that the claims of seditious conspiracy were accurate. The evidence that's been put forth by the prosecutors certainly shows that these fellows communicated with each other leading up to the day and, and on the day. Uh, phone calls, texts, things like that. The rub comes in how do you interpret that? What was in the minds of the Oath Keepers? And that's gonna, in seditious conspiracy, that's what it's going to come down to. Were they of the mindset to go there to breach the Capitol and stop the electoral votes from being counted? They will quickly say, no, we were not. Uh, we were there to do security and they did bring. The evidence shows the fruit. They were verbally telling them that this is what they did, but they didn't have any tapes, any videotapes, audio tapes that could prove that this is exactly what they were doing. But you know, sometimes they don't even, um, uh, they're not even allowed to include video footage and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a shame. It is. A pretty good size uh, cache of arms with them that were stored in Virginia, but they were of the belief that President Trump might enact the Insurrection Act and call up militia to counter Antifa if there was Antifa violence. And so they were prepared for that eventuality. But, but they did not bring that with them to the Capitol grounds no. that day? No, they did not bring weapons. There were a couple of groups that went in, but both of those groups ended up assisting Capitol Police. This, uh, this incident on the stairs was just one of, uh, one of three times that day where Oath Keepers helped the police. The second major incident, uh, there was a Capitol Police officer who was guarding stairs that were going down to the lower level and he got into a screaming match with the bystanders, protesters, uh, and it got very personal and very heated. The Oath Keepers came onto this scene just outside the rotunda and got in between the combatants and de-escalated it, made sure the officer knew 
he is safe. They were going to make sure that nobody could attack him. There were just a couple of gentlemen who were just over the top, separating them and calming them down. And then they escorted the officer to a police line where his brother officers were, removed him from that situation. Several of the Oath Keepers who were part of that have said they are convinced that was within a few seconds of a shooting. He had a, an M4 rifle. There is audio footage of some of the back and forth between them, but not with the weapon. I believe he disputes that and minimizes their role in helping, but you can see that they are in between at least trying to de-escalate. It's against the narrative that has developed against the Oath Keepers. So that's two incidents. What was the third incident where they helped the police? There was an incident where they were asked to guard a broken window to keep people from coming in. And I don't think there were a large number of, of Oath Keepers involved in that. As long as they were asked, they did guard that window. Um, so those were three incidents that we know of uh, where they, they lended assistance. Hmm which does challenge the narrative, again, that they went there with some kind of seditious intent. Capitol Police were either passively allowing people into the Capitol building, or were lashing out at the crowd with sometimes extreme violence. Meanwhile, many of the suspicious actors who were key instigators of the crowd were never arrested. These facts raise serious questions of who made the calls there. on security. But so, completely, she was halfway in there. She wasn't completely in there. That's why she fell back. Yep. That day. And more importantly, what was then President Donald Trump's role? Cash Patel was the acting chief of staff at the Pentagon now under Trump, and now hosts Cash's Corner with the Epic Times. 